0: Well, hello, Christ City. It's good to see nearly nearly all of you together today. And I mean, I'm just kidding. I can't see any of you right now. Uh, I wish I could. I wish that you were all here so I wouldn't have to just preach to a camera. Uh, But I am excited that today uh, on our fourth video sermon, we can gather as a whole church and watch this together. Praise God for the technology. We're so thankful that we can do this. Uh, I'm going to invite you to jump into the text uh, right away with me. And what I'd say is this. In our passage this morning, we're going to move now into one of our most beloved and quoted sections of the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus' words to his disciples about anxiety. And following up to this section, leading up to this section, Jesus has been teaching us about his greater righteousness as he has called us to live in this wholehearted and devoted way towards God. That we would seek to lay up treasure in heaven with him, with whole hearts fixed on him and his kingdom. That we would uh, serve the one master, the good master, uh, our God and Savior. That we would serve him with whole hearts. And throughout this section, Jesus has reasoned with us. uh, And he's called us to consider, on the one hand, the vast rewards and the blessings that he offers us as we serve him wholeheartedly. And to compare that and to contrast it with, on the other hand, just the the, the insecurity and the instability of living for the things of this world. So he's been saying all of this, and then in this text, he talks to us about anxiety. Why is that? Why does he talk to us about anxiety uh, as he moves from the last section into this one? Well, it's because of this. Because on the one hand, I think it's easy to do the math on what Jesus is saying, isn't it? On the one hand, it's easy to look at what he's saying, like, okay, yeah, Jesus has given me clear and simple instructions to live for him and for his kingdom. And he promises that if I do, uh, he will bless me with these lavish and abundant riches when he returns. Okay, I get it. Thanks, Jesus. Uh, You have now given me clear priorities for my life. I'm going to go respond in faith and have this rah-rah Jesus moment and live wholeheartedly for his kingdom. I think we can come away from that text knowing that and maybe feeling that a little bit. But then but then we remember our mortgage payment. We remember that I have to pay my rent. We look at the bills and we realize, man, like, the bank account's not doing what I want it to do right now. We remember that I have children, I have a family, I have responsibilities in this world. Or maybe we open up the news, and this season especially, and we look at the latest pandemic tolls, or we open up social media and we see some debate uh, about this or that thing. And it only adds to our worry and our anxiety and just amplifies the needs that we face and the anxieties that we face in the day to day. Do you see what happens here? On the one hand, Jesus' priorities are are really clear. Okay, we, we get it. But then we look at the concrete realities of our lives and we fear for ourselves. We worry about my circumstances and my life and I don't end up seeking the kingdom And I don't end up laying up treasures in heaven where Jesus promises to really bless me because I'm worried about my real day-to-day life. This is why Jesus speaks to us now in this text, at this moment, in this part of the Sermon on the Mount about anxiety. And what he wants to teach us is this. He wants to teach us, Christ city, I need to hear this, I need to rejoice in it, that your Father loves you. That your Father cares for you and your needs. And because he cares for you and because he loves you, you can be free to truly live for Jesus. Let me say that one more time. What Jesus wants to teach us in this text is this. Your father loves you and cares for you. And because of that, you can be free from the worries of this world to actually live in faith and seek Jesus and his kingdom. That's actually our outline this morning. Number one, your father cares for you. And number two, so you can seek first his kingdom. So we're going to jump in right away at point one. So your father cares for you. Uh, Look at verses 25 to 30 with me. And as I read these, um, I want to invite you into a reflective and just quiet reading of the scriptures. I want you to reflect on your life. And I want you to consider who your father is as Jesus describes him to us. Let this text rest on you and encourage you. I'm going to invite you to listen and to be still and to know that he is God. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And the main thrust of this whole section is, is this, it's Jesus' words, do not be anxious. And verse 25 of this section is really this this introductory verse to the whole thing. And in verse 25, Jesus asks us a a very simple and a rhetorical question. He says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And what Jesus is saying is this, if God has given you your life, won't he give you everything else? if God who loves and cherishes you and has taken you to be his possession through the precious blood of Jesus, will he not give you all that you need? He will take care of you. And as per usual, Jesus, the great teacher, he backs up this claim, this statement that he's making with a couple of examples in the body of what he's been saying, with two examples. First, we look to the birds in verse 26. And he says this, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, Or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Jesus says that God is a sort of God that feeds even the birds of the air. And what he's saying here is different than maybe the way that you and I are used to feeding birds, going to the park maybe and throwing some bird uh, food at them or like reaching in your backpack and seeing what kind of granola you might have to just toss at them. Or maybe as a kid, you, you had a bird feeder and you'd put food in it sometimes and forget to put food in it other times and forget to clean it out other times. You just kind of ignored it and you fed the birds. No, that's not what Jesus is talking about. The word that Jesus used for feed here is the word that that a mother, uh, uh, the image of, of a mother taking a child and caring for it and nursing it, tenderly cherishing and loving and caring for her child. Christ City, your heavenly father cares tenderly even for birds. And Jesus asks us this. He says, are you not of more Value than they. Won't your father, who created you in his image and likeness, care for you more than the birds? Your father who who made you the crowning jewel of his creation, will he not care for you even more than for them? Your father, who has ransomed you through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Christ said, You are worth far more than birds that God also loves. But but Jesus knows us. And he knows how difficult it is for us to get the love of the Father and the care of the Father into our hearts, so he gives us another example. It's hard for us to believe this, so he goes on in verses 28 to 30 to kind of give another example here. He says this, "And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Jesus says, consider the lilies of the field. He says, go and learn, carefully learn from the lilies of the field. And the image that he had in mind is likely of the, the shores of Galilee and the surrounding fields uh, around the Lake of Galilee uh, with these verdant meadows and these flowering uh, uh, grasses that would come up in the springtime. For me, I relate to this image thinking about the alpine meadows in British Columbia. When you go hiking out uh, after, this, after the snow has melted and the flowers come up and this beauty, this otherworldly beauty of this variety of flowers and the, and the smell and the glory of it is all around. And Jesus says, not even Solomon is clothed like these guys. And these flowers, they don't toil. They don't break their backs, laboring to look this good. They just do it because God has clothed them and he cares for them. Not even Solomon is clothed like them. To translate the comparison into our day and age, you have to imagine maybe like the Met Gala or something and all those people coming in just arrayed in glorious uh, splendor, the best that humanity can do in costumes and in gowns and uh, in apparel. But then he turns it to us and again he asks, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Chris, did he hear this? Will he not much more, much more clothe you? If Jesus, if God, if he treats grass like this, how much more will he treat you, who he sent his Son to die for in order to save? O oh, you of little faith! It lands on me. O oh, us of little faith, don't we understand that our Father loves and cares for us? Look, the God of the universe loves you. The God of the universe who holds every resource in his hand, he loves you, he delights in you. So Christ City, why are you anxious? What will your anxiety add to your life that this loving Father would withhold from you? Your father cares for you. And because of that, you can seek first his kingdom. That's our second point. And as we turn to it, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What risks in your life would you take if you knew that you you could not fail, that you would be secure? What business plan would you put forward? Uh, what, what plan would you bring, say, to Dragon's Den to try and, and succeed with? If you knew that whatever you risk, whatever investment you made would be secure, you'd be okay. You would have somebody with infinite resources who would catch you if it went wrong. Look, Jesus promises us untold riches if we seek him wholeheartedly and if we put him first. That's what he promises to us. But he also assures us that no matter what we risk, no matter what we risk for him, we will be okay because our father is a kind of father who cares for our needs. He's not going to neglect us as we seek first Jesus and his kingdom and prioritize him first. So because of that, Jesus brings it all to verse 33. Because of all of that care, he says, seek first then the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God, not second, not third, not fourth, but first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Christ said, we need to realize that the history of the world, the history of humanity, the history of this universe is a story of God who loves us. God who has pursued us and planned to save us and to draw us into relationship with himself. His steadfast love and his faithfulness are forever and at the right time when we were still sinners this same god he sent jesus forth to die for us and to bring us into his family god has literally spared no expense ever in order to make you his own to bring you to his family to take you as his possession because of that we can live to prioritize god in his kingdom we can we don't need to be anxious We can trust him. He has loved us with an everlasting love. So, Christ City, do you know, do you know what will help you in your anxiety? In this season, what will help you in your anxiety is this it's learning to trust the character of your father. Learn, Christ City, to trust the character of your father. If you don't know the character of your father, let me challenge you, read the Bible. Read the Bible and look at Jesus in the Gospels as the full unpacking and display of what God is like for us. We see God's character most fully in Jesus. Learn the character of your father. Go to your father in prayer as you read the scriptures and ask him, say, Father, would you, would you reveal to me who you are? Would you show me what you're like so I can trust you and I can live for you in this world? Christ did you want to know how to live richly and take risks for Jesus and his kingdom? Only by learning to trust Jesus and what he says here. To believe that your father cares for you so you can live in this world, not anxiously, but full of hope and trust, living first for the kingdom of heaven. So as we conclude Christ City, let me encourage you with this. Today, Today is the time to respond to this text. Not tomorrow, but today. See, God has has taken you and he has put you in this city to be a witness, to be a non-anxious presence that trusts in your father, that relies on your father, that seeks the things of his kingdom first. You are under the loving care of your father to be his witnesses right now, in Vancouver. And look, I I know you're anxious. I've been anxious. I've struggled all this week and all the last several weeks. There's been a pit of anxiety in, in my heart at times preventing me from sleep. And in that place when I've been feeling low and discouraged, what I want to do is just like you. I want to come home. I want to be at home at the end of the day. and I want to just relax. I want to unplug my mind. I want to check out a little bit. But God's not calling us to do that. Even in this season, he's not calling us to do that. He's calling us to seek first Jesus' kingdom and to resist the couch and to seek the things of Jesus, to bless others for the glory and praise of God. So I have some ideas for you as we conclude right now about what that might look like in your life. First, right now you're in a situation where you're likely working from home. A lot of you are. And maybe you have some time on your hands that you're not used to having. Use it. Use that time wisely to seek Jesus. If you're home with your family and part of you is just tempted to be frustrated that you have all these kids around or this time at home and it's kind of wearing on you, I'd encourage you to see it differently. Be thankful God has blessed you with a moment in time to be present with your family, to learn to pray together, to have times in the day where you open up your Bibles and you read it together. For you to learn to serve one another, to sacrifice and say, okay, not just about me, not just me checking out, but how can I serve this family and seek their well-being? If you have time on your hands, the other things you can be doing is picking up your phone. Have you called your friends, your family members? Have you called your your co-worker or your neighbor? Have you offered to pray for them? Have you called one another in your community groups just to seek to encourage one another? We can't be present together, but we can be present uh, virtually or through the telephone. How are you going to use that for God's glory in this season. I'd encourage you also, maybe pick up a book and read it with somebody. Read through a chapter at a time and have a phone call and discuss it together. One book that I would encourage you to, to pick up would be the autobiography of George Mueller. It's a story of incredible faith under hardship and the glory of God that resulted. And I think it could really encourage you. The second thing I think we should do is to seek out those who are in need around you and to, and to encourage and to care for them. So have you been looking to the needs of your neighbors, literally your neighbors around you? Have you asked how you can be of service to them? Have you asked those in your community group or those around you or, again, that coworker, that unbelieving friend that you might have, asking, how can I care for you? How can I seek to meet your needs? Ask those questions. And lastly, I think this is a season where we're challenged to trust Jesus, to know the care of a father, to seek first the kingdom by continuing to give generously. Certainly both to the church that we would continue to to be able to function to to minister the gospel uh, in a rich way in Vancouver, but also beyond that and to one another. Are you looking out for the needs of those around you thinking how can I sacrifice if I have opportunity and how can I care for the needs of someone else? How can I share what I have in hardship with those who don't have anything? Christy, the bottom line is this. You are greatly loved. You don't need to be anxious. You are greatly cared for by the God of the universe. Trust him and seek first the kingdom of Jesus and his righteousness that you would shine as a non-anxious presence of God on earth to the glory of God. Let others see your good deeds and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Thanks for listening. For more information about Christ City Church in Vancouver, please visit ChristCityChurch.ca.